Hey, we're back. We just did a podcast on UFOs, and uh, I like how the energy was feeling. We're all here, so I'm going to do this one right now and probably publish it in a week or so. The date is December 26, 2020, and I keep hearing about the real date for this election that matters. There's two dates, January 6th and January 20th. What's happening January 6th? Do you guys know something about the electors? I'm not. I'm not quizzing you. I'm. I'm actually asking. I really don't know. That's when uh, <coughs> the vice president, Mike Pence, you know, yeah. is the president of of the president of the Senate, and that's when he actually opens up and counts the electors. Yeah. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of speculation up, out there about what he's going to do, because the being that the electors in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona. And Nevada are all in dispute. Yeah, they actually have two sets of electors that they sent. They sent the ones that were certified by the governor. I just want to stop real quick and say an elector is a person, right? Is like is an elector? Yeah, like- yeah, tech. Yeah, it's. I mean, an elector is a person that's been selected by the you know basically by the elect. You know, the election that we had. Yeah, gives whatever party the right to select. Does their vote Basically, have a certain amount, amount of weight? Does there like well, there's each each state has a different number of electors. Like Michigan has 16 electors. Okay. Pennsylvania has 20. And we're talking so it's 16 electors. To, or that's 16 they're, they're people. Symbolic representation of the electors exactly. of each yeah. state. Yeah. And so they're just people that are are just you know selected to be electors so that they just officially provide the elector vote. Oh, there's our timer for the last one. Yeah. So, See, it's funny because we throw these words around. We throw these terms. I have to. Re- we all go back to high school civics, but I forget a lot of that stuff. And I'm, I think a lot, a lot, a lot of Americans don't really get it. So I'm asking the questions. I so think electors can be can be party affiliated too. They don't have to be. They're How not, do we? They're not neutral people. They're just they're just people. So if we're in a blue state, there's like isn't Michigan a blue state? Don't we have blue electors? And what will be what will be screwed? No, it means that the majority of our votes are for people that are are Democrats. So your blue state just means you're voting a majority of Democrats. I guess, let me ask you this. Can an elector, I mean, it's a dumb question. I think I know the answer. But can't an elector be swayed and persuaded and bought? Well, that's what happened in 2016. There was an elector in Colorado, I believe, that was going to switch his vote because he didn't like Trump. And so there was a, I think there was some some issues in that regards, but I think it went to court and the court says, no, they have to, they're compelled to follow the state guidelines. They can't be independent. They're figureheads for the state. It just seems like they would be like, who was it that said, it's not the votes that count. It's who counts the votes that count. So in other words, can't our electors, should they be like locked up somewhere like a, like jury people? So we can't, no, they're just, they're just figureheads. They're just figureheads. But if they're, what the if they're all... The way to think about that is they're just a figurehead. So if the state... I think it's... I'm not sure. I think some states might give partial... I don't know if they any of do. Yeah. I mean, uh, there are some that might sure give partials, partial electors. But it goes based on the popular vote. So most states, if the popular votes goes for ex-president, for example, yeah. then the electors all have to go for that president. So if everyone voted for Trump up here... I mean, in the in the, in Michigan, you're saying that the electors would have to vote for Trump? Yes, if he won the popular vote, yes. And, and if part of the the elector selection process is they select people that are going to vote for 
So like, um, it's just like selecting someone that's gonna basically he's this the the people that are going from Michigan are people that voted for Joe Biden. Those are the ones that they sent, but they also sent a alternate. See, it's real. It's kind of complicated because the Constitution says that it's up to the, um, it's up to the legislators, the the House and the Senate of Michigan, to select the electors. Yeah. But or to certify the electors, they certified the House and the Senate of Michigan actually certified, and these other states also selected an alternate group of of electors, and. The ones that actually sent that they, you know, Joe Biden won, <clears throat> were actually selected. They've been certified by the Secretary of State and the Governor. Mm. So that's where the, you know, that that's where this, you know, the conspiracy theory, if you want to call it that, that, you know, they're going to use these alternate electors because they're going to claim that uh, that the election is in dispute. Which, yeah. you know, there's accusations. A lot of credible accusations that are out there of what happened yeah. especially when you take into consideration that you know they were kicked everybody out and then they're boarding up the windows so that Dude. nobody can see in when they're counting and you know the whole thing <clears throat> that whole thing in Georgia I don't know if you did you watch that video did you guys watch that video of the the Georgia where they we're kicked pulling, everybody out and they're pulling, pulling stuff the the, from yeah pulling out from underneath Dude and, yeah and they they claim that oh well, those those ballots were they were put there once they decided that they were going to shut down for the night. Yeah. They, that's when they boxed those ballots up and stuck them underneath the table, which they did. If you watch the video, that's exactly they, yeah, what they did. Yeah, they pulled them out. But when you watch further back and watch where those ballots were, the, the people were separating those ballots and then sticking them in separate piles. They were pulling certain ones out and setting them aside. Those were the ones that they took and put into those containers. Mm. So they were pre-selected. Yeah. It's like they were the people that were sitting there watching, you know, looking at these ballots. They were pre-selecting certain ballots to set aside to put into these containers and right. stick underneath. And then there's also, if you, you know, when you watch the video, it shows, you know, I, of course, I've only seen clips of it. I haven't seen the whole, you know, I haven't sat down and watched the whole video to decide for myself. Yeah. But I've seen clips where people have pointed this out. And there's the one woman in particular, the older lady with the bushy hair. Mm-hmm. She's taking, she'll stick these ballots into the counter and then she'll pull them out after they've been counted, straighten them up and then stick them in there stick again. Them she right did back that in. at least three times that they counted. I've heard about that. And they're saying that there was, a, 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 during that period of time, it was like 40,000 votes for Joe Biden and like 2,000 votes for Donald Trump. Which is, I mean, that's almost just, you know, that's 98%, you know. <laughs> I heard that they, Doctor, did you hear this too, that they, the reason they stopped counting is because the way the Dominion things were set up is that Trump was winning by such a landslide that it was throwing off, they basically broke the analytical part or something, that it, he was winning so, so much that they had to stop to make up all these. Yeah, they're cheating. The, the, what they had what they had programmed the machines to cheat yeah wasn't enough to wasn't enough to cover yeah to cover what he was winning by if i've heard that like i noticed you using you're using duck duck go and i switched that on my browser too 
Did you? Are you into that? Have you switched the, from Google to DuckDuckGo or I anything? I use everything. I, I I use both too, but my default is still um, Duck is DuckDuckGo now. Be based on. I heard that they're tracking. We all know that they're they're tracking us through our phones. You can turn things off and um, getting the information, but I I'm starting to wonder now with. I, I watch, like, J.P. Sears. I love social media. Oh, he's awesome. He is awesome. And he's funny about oh, it. But he's hilarious. He, uh, this push towards communism that I'm seeing, it makes it scary because I, I'm starting to feel, and this is what I was asking you about, three percenters and stuff, because I'm... <sighs> are you guys feeling any of the, the fear? I think you are, so I'm going to, like... Dr. Ed, do you feel any of the fear, like... I'm starting to feel like a legit, legit fear that we may have to like rise up and do some stuff. And I, I you know what I mean? I, I'm not in the military. I don't know anything about, but I'm really starting to like legit feel like where our country is being taken from us. Are you, do you have that same, or is it kind of business as usual? You think that this has been going on a long time or what well, do you think? I guess I, I look at it differently a little bit, but it's kind of a similar type thing. But I think what's happened is, um, so all of this stuff about the deep state and all this stuff and you know, the swamp, what it really is, is that we've created a system, a, a governmental system that's self-professing. And they, they're just looking out for themselves. So one, one of the things that's really interesting, the progressives and people on the left, for example, they complain about the gender and the racial mm. makeup of Congress. And they'll even point out, well, you know, Democrats got more blacks and they have more women. And what's really fascinating to me is that you're, you know, first of all, um, people have to want to go into politics. It doesn't necessarily mean that every gender and race wants to go into politics. That's one thing you got to look out for. But the big thing to me is why aren't these people concerned about the fact that there's only 6% of the population that are millionaires over 50% of Congress are millionaires? Mm. And here's the thing that's mind-blowing. The highest-gaining congressman in Congress gained 73,000% increase in wealth. Oh, my God. Now, you can, you can think about that three ways. One, it can be, one, either these guys are financial wizards. Two, just dumb luck. Okay? <laughs> or three... They're being bought. They're, they've got something nefarious going on. Now... We can eliminate the financial wizards because we're $27 trillion in debt and our government wastes our money. Yeah. How can these people be financial wizards if they're doing that? Mm -hmm. And why are the people letting them? That's the thing that really bizarres me. So what happens is they've got this wonderful system. You get in the system, you're going to get rich. And they keep claiming that that they're going to help the people. But what's happened? Look at the facts. People have to look at the actions. Look at where we're at in the United States today. We're $27 trillion in debt, 120% of our GDP. We're getting close to the to the debt crisis that Greece had. And you, nobody understands that. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's saying, hey, wait a minute. So the deep state is these people have this system and they're all getting rich. Do you know the highest average wage is in Washington, D.C.? It's not a surprise. No. You know what I mean? Because they're being bought and we have lobbyists and special interests. So, People don't understand that. Yeah. All of government, local, state, and federal, take almost 40% of all the income created in the United States. Yeah. 
forty percent. So why do you, where do you think that money goes? I mean, it's like the it's just like the COVID thing. Yeah. All of this pork in that bill is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. sickening. That's what I was just getting ready you know? to say. Yeah. But why did they do that? Because somebody's getting a kickback somewhere because exactly. somebody's getting money. And you said it, and this is what I want to start asking you about. Because when you said, we we the people, we basically allow this. And it's yep. I feel like there are millions of people pissed off, you know, to the point where... And that's why I want to talk to you, Kirk, because... I look, I don't know anything. I want you to teach me about the three percenters, which you said you don't mind me t- saying that you're a part of. Shit, I'll be thinking about joining if you guys, if I, if, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm I'm almost at the point where I feel like. Oh, we'll talk after this is done. Yeah, okay. T- about taking the country back because I feel like this is another 1776 almost. Well, the, the three percenters, we're not, we're not looking to overthrow the government. We're, I mean, that's, we're 100% or pro government. We're not anarchists of any sort. Right. Um, what we are is, I'm not uh, either, just putting it out there. You know, we're not racists, we're not white supremacists. Uh, we're made up of all patriots of all races, colors, creeds, religions, background, ethnicity, orientations, whatever. Um, you know, there have been news articles that claim the opposite of that. This is what they don't true. understand. I bet, as a three percenter, I bet you would love to have blacks, Mexicans, all that, right? Welcome. Dude, come on in. You come, want come that, and that's us. what pisses Join me us. off. I think we're getting to the point now where we're so fucking sick of being called racists and fascists and being accused of these things when we're not. And it's like, we have to fight back about that because people are being doxxed, slandered, yep. canceled, you know? Well, we're all about the Constitution. Right. You know, our, our rights are granted to us through the Constitution of the United States. I, being military, I've, I've sworn that oath four times. Mm-hmm throughout my military career and not once you know I, I was asked and I did swear to that to uphold and defend yeah. the constitution of the United States against all enemies foreign and domestic I've taken that oath four times and not once have I ever been asked or told that I need to you know rescind that oath and I I, I, I never will um, you know I got the sweatshirt on right now right broadcasting the fact that I'm a three percenter I'm very proud of it and that, you know, the 3% comes from back Revolutionary War, it was only 3% of the population that stood up and said, you know, we're not going to take this shit from you. Interesting. Really? Yeah. So I was gonna, that was going to be my next question, is about the, the name, where it came from, what it means. And do they have a... I, I don't want to put you on the spot. If you don't, do, do you have a, a nominal of members? Do they know a number... Or um, do they I, feel comfortable saying that stuff? I don't know. I don't want to... I, I, I don't know. Even if I... You know, even yeah. if I knew, I probably wouldn't tell you, but yeah. I don't know what the actual numbers are. I do know that in the state of Michigan, um, we're in the process of, uh, it, it kind of fell apart in the state of Michigan, and mm. we're in the process of rebuilding it right now. Yeah. So it's not a, a large, super large number. It's, a, it's actually up here in the UP, it's a very small number. Right. Um, but there's, a, there's a, a few of us up here. Well, it's kind of like... The Proud Boys, um, they got slandered as a as a racist, as a white supremacist, but their leader is a black dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know, I remember Gavin McGinnis was talking about that. He was basically saying that, are you familiar with them, Gavin McGinnis, by the way? No. Okay, he, um, I'm, I, familiar with, I'm familiar a little bit with the, the slander and the Proud Boys. Yeah. But I mean, that's, 
You know, that's, I think that's the problem in, to be honest with you, the problem in our country and the reason why people are not seeing what's happening before their eyes is because each party has got each side. So we have a big problem in this country called identity politics. Yeah. So what happens is the first thing people do is they try to identify you. And then if you're on the right or left, they're going to say you're a wacko. And I, I don't believe shit you're saying. So what's happened is these two political parties have gotten everybody so pissed off at each other that nobody's taking a step back and saying, what the f***'s going on? These guys are these guys are screwing us over. Why are we $27 trillion in debt? We pay just the federal government on the debt alone, pays $400 billion per year on the lowest interest rates in the history of this country. Mm. That's over half the defense budget. So what do the progressives and the left bitch about? They bitch about the defense budget. Yet yeah. over half the money is of that budget is being spent on debt that's being created by these same people that are creating programs that are yeah, are doomed to go in debt. Every send, program, send they, they created Social Security. It's going yeah. into debt. They created all of these Medicare, Medicaid. It's going into debt. We, we now don't even have enough money to cover. You can tax the top 10%, 100% of their income, which right. will kill the economy, and we still won't cover the deficit in a year. It's unbelievable. When that bill gets, they're talking about giving however many millions to gender studies in Pakistan. What the hell? Everyone is saying, what the hell does that have to do with COVID relief? You know, this. Well, there were two separate bills that they combined: the, the NDA, National Defense Act, Authorization yeah. Act, whatever, and the COVID nineteen relief bill. They kind of combined them into one. So that part of that that whole Pakistan, you know, gender studies and, you know money going to uh, the Kennedy Center and, and money cleaning the money, floor yeah, or whatever money it was. To, to, to bail out the um, yeah you know these theaters all that stuff that was part of the the National Defense Authorization yeah. Act He's basically funding the government for another year which is, is something else that's recent I mean back I can remember back in like eighth grade talking about how, how the government was funded and you know they, it was like three four years at a time they would fund the government hmm. and now they're doing it for six months at a time a year at a time you know it's it's just it's ridiculous the, the freaking way they spend money the government's but the the way that these politicians yeah. spend the money Waste. it's you know? and i like you know it's funny like talking that's why i love doing this because I, I see you get the most fired up about about the financial thing as you should because this is why i don't understand socialism they don't People don't really trust the government, but yet on one hand, they want to give them like all this freaking power, you know? I'll tell you a quick story that really exemplifies the problem with socialism. And I don't know if you guys know who Thomas Sowell is, but he's he's probably, you know, arguably one of the best critical thinkers in our generation. Yeah, really brilliant guy. He's yeah. Everything he talks about is based on facts. He doesn't he doesn't talk in speculation bullshit. So I really appreciate that part of it. But when he was, uh, he, he grew up in Harlem in the 40s, and he dropped out of school, started getting a job. Mm-hmm. And um, he would, once in a while, when he had extra money, he would take the bus that would take him through Fifth Avenue in the ritzy part of New York, and he'd go through all these beautiful homes, go across the viaduct, and he'd go over to the projects, and it was just decimated. Yeah. And he was trying to figure this out, and he really, you know, really didn't get into politics too much. He got a set of encyclopedias, and he started reading about Karl Marx. 
Yeah, oh yeah. And so Karl Marx, you know, the idea behind socialism, communism, all these, the basic definition of all these programs is the government is God and it's going to do the right thing for everybody. That's, that's, right. the, that's the fundamental flaw that people don't understand about socialism, democratic socialism, whatever you want to, whatever window dressing you want to give it. Yeah. It's the same thing. People are controlling you. And so they, they um, okay, I'm losing my, my train of thought again. Um, <laughs> we were on the... Well, about Thomas Sowell. So, so, okay. Yeah. So, so Sowell read these things about Marxism, and he says, yeah, that makes sense. You know, we need a government to go in there and do the right thing and for everybody. So he, he eventually got his, his uh, high school degree, and he went to Harvard and Columbia, and then he was studying his Ph.D. at University of Chicago, where Milton Friedman, who was a libertarian free market guy, mm-hmm. and he was still a Marxist, even though he was being taught by Milton Friedman and people that had free market ideas. All that changed one summer when he became an intern and he worked for the Department of Labor. So little did I know until he talked about this, but the the minimum wage law actually has a provision. If it harms employment, then um, I didn't read the provision, but basically it has to go back to Congress and they have to evaluate whether or not they need to change it because if it harms employment. Is that still there, you think? I I didn't look into it. Sol just mentioned it. That's the first time I heard about it. Okay. So, so Sol was working for the Department of Labor, and they were. He was trying to. It, it was looking like minimum wage was affecting employment in Puerto Rico, which is a territory of ours. And so, one of the things that he he kept running up against was that they were kept saying, "Well, hurricanes go through, and that's what's decimating employment." So he finally realized, "I know the answer. We have to find the agriculture department and find out." What effect hurricanes had on the sugar beet production because that was the big crop there. And he told his director of this, he says, I know the answer, we need to go. And the director looked at him and says, we can't do that. It would take too much work. We would have to go through all this chain of command to try and get that. And he was discouraging him because he said, basically one third of our budget comes from administering the minimum wage law. We don't wanna get rid of that. Mm. So what he's seen, he's seen that government is self-professing. They just, they're in it for themselves. So this bureaucracy didn't want to lose their budget because if they got rid of minimum wage, they would have lost a third of their budget. Dude, yep. And so that right there really crystallized to me the problem when you have any kind of government control. These people become, they become selfish. It's self-preservation of their organization. So what happens is nothing's done for the right reason. That I think that in a nutshell is what's up with America with the lobbyists, and I don't know that much about them. Yep. Special interest lobbyists, and I think isn't that why they have all that extra shit in that bill? Is because of the, there's some lobbyists well, I, saying. Yeah, I think I personally I think that there's a lot of a lot of them the people that are pushing like whoever it was that pushed for this genders Pakistani yeah. gender studies whatever. I think that person is probably getting a kickback. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a way, I, this is my own personal opinion, I don't have any proof of it, but I think it's a way for them to launder money for these politicians to get rich. And uh, to go back on what you were yeah. saying about about the, you know, the budget and all that, I can recall <clears throat> sitting in a meeting, we were talking about, uh, you know, we had to go out, we're, my unit was getting ready to go out to the field. Yeah. And it was a last minute thing. Okay, we're going to, we're going to go out to the field. And it's like, well, and somebody brought up, well, why are we just now finding, you know, how come we didn't know? Is this a military thing? Like, what is yeah, the field? Yeah, this, this is, yeah, where you go out and 
war games. Okay. Basically, you go set up. Like I was <clears throat> at this time, I was a fueler. So, what we do is we go out and you know, the tankers or whoever it is, you know, the infantry guys, they go out and they do their thing out out in the field, and we would go out and we set up our fuel points, <clears throat> you know, so then they could come in and, and do the. <clears throat> Excuse me. And somebody had brought up, you know, this was okay. We're we're going out in two weeks. We're going out to the field, and you know, th- that's not really. You know, we got vehicles that are broken down right now. They're not fixed. We don't have parts to fix them. You know, how come we're just now finding out about this? You know, we've got two weeks to cram. You know, a month and a half worth of preparation to get ready to go out and do this. And the answer was because we have a budget coming up. And if we don't burn up all the money that we had from last year, we're not going to get as big of an increase as we need for this year. And that's, you know, (laughs) it's like, seriously, you know, why can't we just not use that money, you know, and and save, save the government, save the taxpayers a few bucks. That's not the way they looked at it. They looked at it. We have to burn this money up. We have to spend this money so then we get more money next year. Don't you think, I think this goes back to, in my mind, why Trump, is a businessman, and he's, for instance, That's you guys. They don't want to I know, and and it's like common sense dictates you have to. Yeah, he wants to put America first. You have to. It's biblical. You take care of your family first before you help anybody else. So I'm hearing all this stuff with you know China's. You know, but that's selfish. <sighs> You're being selfish. You know, that's what I'm so sick of. Oh my god. <laughs> Bunch of snow just fell off the roof. I thought China was coming to kill me. <laughs> Jump straight. <laughs> yeah, it's no kidding, eh? Good thing we got lots of snow. Oh God. Well, I don't have to pee anymore, so that's good. <laughs> but um, I I get I honestly get afraid when I see all the stuff that Biden is so beholden to China. Yeah. And the more I'm hearing about China and. China's communist. Am I am I wrong about that? Yes. I don't know if you guys seen this, but there's a video that was leaked recently, and people should people should pay attention to this. This guy, I, I don't remember the name of it or anything. This guy was a professor at a university, very yep. high up in the in the communist political party, and he talked about how there's there's thousands of people in all over the world embedded in companies and government that are loyal to the Chinese Communist Party. Just while, just after that got leaked, our, uh, Australia just came out with this, this article. They leaked two point something million names of people that are loyal to the Communist Party that are in corporations. Good God. And very high up too. Well, Eric Swalwell, you know about pretty Yeah, the, the spy, right? Yeah, he was yeah, banging some spy. She, and not only... The, did she raise a shit ton of money for me? The guy's on the intelligence committee, yeah. and he's not. They're not canning him. He he needs to resign two weeks Dude. ago. Well, the other thing too that's kind of interesting, and it's kind of you know, it's really hard to say what it really means. But one of the interesting things is she fled the country before they could get her. She yep. was tipped off. Yeah. And so and it was, the suspicion is made. This is what I'm talking like, about. Like a year ago, a year and a half ago, this, we're just now finding out about it. This level of corruption. And why I never understood why Biden the didn't get... The state is hiding it because they they don't want their gig to be blown. I know, but their we know it is, now. Like, 
like no, people still are people still believe them yeah. they still believe they're going to do everything when we saw biden talk the common man they don't well, i know but when we saw biden saying you're not getting that billion dollars till they fire that prosecutor mm-hmm. and son of a bitch he was fired six hours later whatever how is he not what the hell like how much more proof do we need that this guy is corrupt because and why doesn't something happen? You know what I mean? Well, they're, they're claiming that that's all, you know, they claim that that's all in our imagination, that there's nothing really, it's, it's gaslighting, essentially, is what it is. Uh, they're, it they're is gaslighting. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong nothing with that. Nothing to see here, there's yeah. Nothing to see here. There's nothing wrong with that. But he didn't do anything wrong. How much are we going to put up with as a people before we, we, it is 1776 again, and we say, I mean, because this is what I want to talk about, that Justice Thomas or Roberts, the, the Supreme Court Justice, when they voted the Texas thing down, he was quoted as saying they'd heard him in the other room yelling. He's like, well, this is like 2000. He said we, they didn't have riots in 2000. He was afraid that the riots were going to come to his house and do all that shit. John Roberts. He's the head, the what the hell? Chief Justice. So they're afraid of the people rising up. We have so much power. And not that conservatives necessarily rise up and, and riot. I think we would do it differently because I don't see conservatives rioting. Maybe I'm wrong on this. Well, January 6th. January 6th is just around the corner, and Trump has put out the call, hey, come to Washington. So there's, I've heard a lot of people. Are I'm going thinking to about going, man, I swear. I was, I'm thinking about it too, but, you know, the, the thing is, is I have to work. You know what I mean? Me and too. It's, it's kind of it's too late for me to put it, I'm, but then again, you know, I, I could just say, fuck it. Hey, I'm sick, you know. Exactly. I, I thought about that. Yeah, that's where the point where people like me, average Americans, are seriously getting to the point where I'm like, when, because I don't want it to, to our country to go this certain way where we, we never have a Republican president again because Dominion have everything stolen from us. Like we, America was founded on saying screw England and we don't want to have this tyrannical control over us. We want freedom. And it blows my mind to see that people are like fighting for, fighting to kill freedom of speech. You know what I mean? And they, it seems like they're fighting for censorship. Am I... Uh, I, I don't get that either. I, I you know? know what you're saying. They, but yeah, there are people that are... Yeah. That are, are... I mean, why would you vote? I can't see why anybody would vote for Joe Biden knowing what has come out. He brought his kid to China on Air Force Two with taxpayer-funded flight to China <laughs> and set up a $1.5 billion business deal now there's people that say well that that didn't take you know he Mm -hmm. that never that never uh evolved into anything but he got a five million dollar freaking non he didn't have to pay it back five million dollars from the freaking chinese communist party the government of china and you he got five million dollars and there's documentation tony bobolinsky has come out and the guy from the who owns a laptop right well tony bobolinsky was a um he was on Tucker Carlson. He did an interview with an hour entire show. Yeah, Tucker interviewed him. He was a business partner of Hunter Biden. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's he right. Met, he met with Joe Biden. Yeah. He met with James Biden, Joe Biden's brother. Can't believe I forgot another, about that. That's another freaking thing. The whole Iraq freaking housing deal. James Biden had no. He had nothing to do with freaking construction, but yet his his company got a, a freaking deal to build. Uh, Housing in Iraq. Yeah. A couple freaking billion. How much money do these people need? You know what I mean? That's what I don't understand. This greed on this to sell out your country. Yeah. 
And it's, it's, what, I just don't see one thing, except unless you hate Trump so bad because you don't know his policies, there's nothing enticing about Biden. Nothing at all. I can't see one thing. Can you? Is there anything that you, I mean, besides the fact that he's not Trump and people hate Trump because. Well, I think that's, that's probably why he got in. I think, I think this was just an anti-Trump vote. I mean, there's, it's, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, um. It, the world's just crazy right now, and nobody really has any rational thought anymore. It's just, it's kind of crazy because, for example, I remember, if you look her up, look up this girl. Her name was Caitlin Branchenko, I believe. She was, uh, she's a PhD psychologist. She's got a company that um, specializes in anti-bullying. Okay. And so she was then having an interview with MSNBC one time about her anti-bullying company and stuff, and. That was in 2016, and there was a Trump rally in town, and she's she's gone to every presidential rally since she had been of age, and she was going to go to the Trump rally. She was interested to see what it was all about, and this lady from NBC says, oh, you're crazy. I wouldn't go there. You want to take my pepper spray, and people got her all, she was starting to freak a little yeah. bit on her, oh, I don't know if I should go, you know, and they're all saying it's really bad, so she decided to go anyways, and, and she's a, by the way, she's a liberal Democrat. So she went into yeah. the she went into the thing and people welcomed her and she said, "Well, I'm, by the way, I'm a Democrat. Oh, come on in, just listen and see what you think." And you know, that's what conservatives were, she said, do. She said they were the friendliest people she ever met. Yes, she couldn't believe it. She because she was you know she was the fear was instilled in her. Yes. She went there. So when she got done, she wrote this article about it. Yeah, about her experience and half of her friends will not talk to her. Anymore. What you're talking about is exactly what I'm seeing. Evil is good. And this makes me think biblical, like end times, which I don't like going there because it right. seems like everybody says our generation is the last. But look at these, these progress. And I, I, ever since you told me the difference between progressive and, and leftist, I mean, all progressives are leftists. I'll put it that way. But not all lefties are progressives. Would you agree with that? No. Progressives can be in the Republican Party, too. Yeah. They started. Come on now. What are you talking about? Give me an That's example. That's knows it. Well, yeah, rhinos, yeah, Mitt but freaking Romney—he's a—he's a progressive. Yeah, he's a progressive. Um, Susan Collins. Who's she again? She's a senator from Maine. Um, let me think of a couple other good ones. Um, Murkowski. I think she's from Missouri. I think. Yeah, I don't know half these people. I've heard the names of like Collins and that, but I'm so disappointed with like Mitt Romney. I thought he was a stand-up guy. You know, big disappointment. Big disappointment. There's, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of them in, uh, in the house. Like, what is their uh, vision for our country? You know what I mean? Because the the identity politics, in my mind, that's the only reason Kamala Harris, because she's a, a black or Indian woman. Yep. What what other qualifications? She's the most liberal. I mean, she's in the system. She does. She's the most uh, liberal congresswoman or whatever. I don't see anything great. I don't like her personally. I think she came across as totally bitchy and and snipey on the, those debates. You know, excuse me, Mr. President, I'm talking. Well, she was the first one to drop out of the race because she had the least amount of popularity. Okay, there you go. But I think it was a progressive pick because they knew, I think... Hire the black chick. Get the black chick in there. It's hard to know. I mean, you know, the whole thing, like just just getting back to this whole idea of, of how... How the United States works and how these parties, especially the Progressive Party, has been had a hand in destroying this country. In in 1960, 
mid-60s, LBJ started the War on Poverty and the Great Society. This was a huge progressive welfare movement. Yeah. That started Medicaid, Medicaid, all all that stuff, okay? And uh, at the time, our debt was $300 billion. It was three times the the national um, budget. Yeah. Okay? They started this war on poverty, and it's it's estimated that it's spent eight to twenty trillion dollars. Okay, and poverty is exactly the same as it was when it started. And here's what happened, though: Detroit used to be the manufacturing capital of the world. It's a cesspool. All the inner cities have huge problems. You have no employment. You have huge amounts of crime yeah the single motherhood rate in the black community went from 20 to over 70 in the white community it went up to like 20 almost 30 percent hispanic community went over 40 percent 75 percent of all prisoners come from single parent homes they started gun control the first gun legislation was 1967 and they've had all kinds of bills before that we've had zero gun control we had an exponential increase in mass shootings in schools. There was zero before that time, and there was hardly any gun laws. We have a super increase in mass shootings in general. You can count a handful of mass shootings in the United States yeah. before the 60s. So what's happened? Now we have a $27 trillion debt. We've got programs that are burying us. We've got, we can't even afford to pay the deficit in a year if we tax everybody. And what do we show for it? We've, we've destroyed the inner cities. Yeah. We've, poverty's still the same. We've created this dependent society on the government. People need to look at the actions. Everybody promised this is gonna take care of everybody. So, and this is the big part of this. The middle class is gone now. And that happened because of this big government spending. They need money to pay for their programs. So where does it come from? The people. And pretty soon the people, the middle class is, is priced out of, out of, being in the middle class. Do you see us as a country, and I hope the answer is no, but I get afraid sometimes. Do you see America turning completely into a socialist country? Um, yeah. Oh. I think if we're, we're getting to the point of no return. <laughs> you know, how are you, gonna, how are you gonna get rid of some of these programs now? As soon as it helps somebody, the no matter what happens, somebody's going to bitch, well, you can't hurt these people. Well, how are you going to do That's where I get, like, with the mask thing, which is kind of, they take away your freedoms one chain, one link at a time, and it keeps adding up. And I don't know that these masks are doing anything. I went, I finally took mine off at Walmart the other day, because I would see people without them, and I'm like, damn it, they've got more balls than I do. Yeah. I work in healthcare, and I, to be honest with you, I'm even afraid to say it now, because, but I'm like, at what point do I say, I... I got to take a stand at, at, and I'm not saying I'm not totally anti-mask, but when you do, it, be, it has become political because if you're like you have to wear a mask, you wear a mask in your car, you wear a mask, 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 mask. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's you're talking about with freedoms. It's the the boiling pot theory. You know, you, you put the frog. put a frog in yeah. into a pot of water, and he's fine. You turn on the heat on that water, and he's fine. Next thing you know, the water's boiling and the frog's dead. Frog doesn't realize anything's wrong. Yeah, because it's it's a gradual thing. But getting back to the mask thing, um, <clears throat> you know, I I know so many people that are just my sister is a perfect example. She's masked. You've got to wear a mask. Everybody needs a mask up everywhere you go. She actually makes masks. 
and yeah. sells them, you know, on the internet. Right. And she's a, an ardent, you know, she's a she's a progressive. Right. And she she never was until she met the guys she's currently with. But it's always those people that end up getting COVID. She ended up with COVID, mm. and she's a everywhere she goes, she has to wear a mask. She, you know, oh, you got to wear a mask. You got to wear a mask. They have social distance. I, you know, I think I had it probably back in February. I was at, at um, uh, Culver's and there was a guy walking around just hacking everywhere. I mean, the whole time he was there, he was walking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not covering his mouth or nothing. And I developed this really strange feeling, sore throat. And this was back, actually, I looked at when me and the wife were talking about that. I mm-hmm. looked back at my debit card purchases and it was February 1st. And I think I think I had it then. And I had this really strange sore throat, real scratchy feeling. And it still hasn't gone away. I mean, I still have, you know, they say you, that COVID leaves some lingering side effects. I never had any fever. I never had any any of the other, you know, I just had this real weird, mm-hmm. strange feeling, sore throat. Never had a sore throat that felt like that before in my life. My wife, at the same period of time, she <laughs> lost, there goes that snow again. Yeah. She lost her sense of taste. We were, we went to Pete's hut like a couple days after that and she, we were sitting there eating and she's like, you know, this, this pizza, it tastes weird. It doesn't taste like anything. And she there loves pizza and I love pizza too. Yeah. And it's always those people that have, you know, I never wore a mask. Maybe I had it. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I didn't go get tested, but it's always the people that are the ardent maskers that end up with the more severe cases of it, you know what right. I mean? Where uh, you know she was had a severe fever and she was in bed, you know, for it's, a long time. Well, even Bill Maher, who's yeah, he's so swarmy and yeah. so left, he is. I saw him talking about how it's getting out of control with this. People are buying things so their their shoes can get cleaned and we're doing their hand sanitizer. Basically talking about the immune system. Yeah, you know, and, and another legislator from California said this is not the bubonic plague. And I don't know what the death rate was with the bubonic plague, but this virus, at what point do we take our freedoms back and say, I'm not doing it? If you're really that afraid of being sick, and I I need, I actually need somebody on the other side of this because I I feel like I'm so entrenched in this that I need to hear another point of view from the other side. they won't show up here unless we're wearing masks and six feet so that which we can't do in here. I know. (laughs) it's true though it's like because the problem the whole problem that i think everybody's missing on this whole thing is that science has been bastardized Mm. and that's what's happening with identity politics so the first thing they do is bastardize science so what is the what is the people what do they tell you the 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 people that mask well you better wear a mask or you're going to kill people right you don't want to wear a mask you're going to kill people there is absolutely zero science that's true so here's the only science there is, and this is, I, the unbelievable part is our media is feeding into this, yep. this false narrative of providing this. For example, I just seen a CDC headline on, on the, on, in the internet for, I don't remember what I was looking. I seen a CDC headline and the CDC says, wear your mask to prevent the spread. That's a total lie. Why though? Because a mask only stops a certain percentage of you spewing any plume out from your from your. So there's actually a, there's actually a chart that shows like a cloth mask. I don't remember what it was. It's like 
maybe 70% or 30%, that's all that stops. You know, you get to the, the N95 mask and then I think it, it stops like 80% or something. Well, is it the 95, N95 stuff? Yeah, well, it may, might be close. I've, I haven't looked at the chart in a while. But it, it tells you about okay. how much can it expel from these masks, yeah. okay? So if you look at the science, you can look at any of the major um, uh, reputable medical, like U of M, go to Mayo Clinic, any of them. Yeah. They will show you that masking, all it does is it, it, um, it slows the spread, okay? So masking, the idea behind masking is that when so here's here's how a virus works i don't know if people understand viruses but in general almost all these viruses that we've encountered since 1918 they're they're all very similar they attack people with compromised immune systems that's mm -hmm. kind of a common thing you know they talk about well there's little variations this one's a little more well it's really difficult to deal with that because you have two problems with a virus one is how the virus affects a human. Mm -hmm. And number two is how is it spread? I mean, how is it introduced to your country? For example, there's a lot of people that go, well, like Finland didn't have many cases and they masked and Sweden didn't mask and they had more cases. Well, it's just a simple fact that Sweden probably had 100,000 people traveling with COVID in there and Finland had 10. If you don't have, if you don't get a critical mass, you don't get this explosion in, in the virus. So the virus, it starts out in the region of the world somewhere. Okay, this started in Wuhan. And the only way a virus can spread is if a human that's infected travels. So uh, what happens is the virus gets into you and it starts, it takes over your immune system and starts replicating, or not your immune system, but it takes over your system and helps replicate new virus cells. And so it produces new cells and you get sick. And it's usually the people that are really sick that spread it the most because they're spewing their mucus out because almost all of these things have to have close contact in order for you to get them okay so a mask the idea behind a mask is it slows that down because you cough and it comes out the sides instead of coming directly out the front yeah so a, a virus can only travel is if somebody brings it so the first thing that has to happen this is this is just amazing to me all these experts that talk about these things not one of them says the first thing that should be done and we need to isolate the region in the world and stop travel okay that was actually in january was this was fascinating because president trump did that he tried yeah. to stop travel and, and then he was called a xenophobe and all yeah. that yeah so everybody railed him against that for him and but that's the best way to stop a virus then the second thing you need to do is you need to contact trace find out where people went because everybody that travels internationally we know exactly who they are and where they live you got a passport. You go find those people and either test them or find where they live and you're going to expect problems in those areas. Okay? So now you have two problems. You have one, the virus itself, and the second one is how it spreads. So if you look at these curves, they show this spike if you don't do anything. And if you mask, they show this long curve and it doesn't spike. The idea right. is you're keeping it below a level so that the hospitals don't get overwhelmed. Yeah. So then in... Uh, in the 2000s, there was this peer-reviewed study, this is a paper I read, where they looked at the 1918 masking situation. And they found, and this blows my mind, that nobody, not even the media or anybody, mentioned this study. And this study said, if you mask too late, it does no good. 
because what they were finding is if people masked after the you started up the started up the exponential part of the infection curve yeah when they started masking it did no good because people had been affected a week prior or so by the time they get it so the masking really isn't effective in st louis they started in the first case and this is no lie the curve shows you the flattened curve but guess what was on the tail end of it a secondary spike that's real data this isn't speculation the curve of of masking and, and slowing the spread that's that's a that's a um a model they don't know if doing this creates more death or less death they just they just know it flattens the curve and they try to make the the areas under the curves the same when they display it but they don't know if they are the same Okay. I just wonder, like... Well, hold on, this gets better. Oh. This gets much better. <laughs> much better. So, what... For Let me give you an example. In 1918, almost... And actually, Fauci wrote a paper about this. In 1918, almost all the deaths were from bacterial pneumonia. It wasn't from the virus. From wearing the masks, right? Well, this gets really interesting. Fauci said that it wasn't... What he said is that the virus... Um, affected your immune system, which allowed the bacteria to get into your lungs. We all have, this is important. We all have bacteria in our, let me get back to one more thing. The first defense we have in our immune system is the innate system, which is like your mucus. All your openings have mucus in them. Why? Because if you suck in virus particles or bacteria, they get stuck in the mucus and the mucus surrounds them. They can't get into your system. So you have to get those virus particles, those bacteria in your lungs to get bacteria pneumonia. All you gotta do is suck one in and you're, you're done. Mm-hmm. If you swallow it in your stomach, your stomach's got acid so it eats everything away and kills it, it doesn't matter. So um, my theory is when you're wearing these masks, especially back then, and you wear cloth masks, these are the worst ones to wear because you're spewing mucus in your mask. And what happens? little science happens first of all that mucus evaporates it's a liquid and then all of a sudden you've got this bacteria that's left there and then the other point of the science that and this is what i was telling you about see people get this narrow idea like fauci didn't think about the basic science here when you put a mask in your face what you're doing is you're limiting the area but you're still drawing in the same volume so what happens is the velocity increases of the air so now if you get these particles that get exposed and the mucus evaporates, those particles are now coming into your system at a much higher rate of velocity than nature normally knows how to deal with them. Hmm. So my theory is that, and maybe the, coupled with the compromise of your immune system, is that you're promoting bacterial infections. So if you don't wash your mask, for example, that can be a really big problem. So hmm. now here's... Here's so in in 2000. I don't remember the dates because you have to forgive me. I, I haven't. It's been a while. I've been doing some research. But yeah. there was another one N1H1 outbreak. So 19, uh, 1918 was an N1H1. They called it a mutated version, but then they said it's a fourth generation of the 1918. So, mm. but you know, irregardless of the details of virology, which doesn't really matter in this case. The one thing that was different is when this N1H1, it's very similar to the N1H1 in 1918. We didn't know, in fact, we haven't done any masking since 1918, okay? There was no masking done, only 16,000 people died. The, The interesting part is one third of the people over 65 weren't getting infected. 
they still had immunity connected to 1918. Hmm. So, the other thing that's being bastardized, too, is the idea of herd immunity. For some reason, I people keep, I've, you know, had some debates with people, and they keep sending me these experts. Well, this expert says, got to have 70% of the population to get herd immunity. So people go, we need 70% of the country to have herd immunity, but this ain't going to happen. That's a bunch of bullshit. Because a virus comes in in a very localized region where people are traveling. And then it, and if it gets a critical mass, it begins to spread. And so what happens, herd immunity only has to happen in that region. So for example, in Sweden, that's what they did. And you mm -hmm. can see there, it spiked and then it died. And for almost the whole summer, there was nothing. Now Sweden's starting to see a spike, okay? And their, their king came out and said, well, herd immunity isn't the way to go. We're getting more infections, this isn't working. That's completely wrong. And what people are missing is that by the world masking, we're keeping the virus around. The virus can't, so what, what herd immunity does, let's say, for example, a good classic example of this is 1968, the Hong Kong flu. Came through the United States and nobody's seen it up here because it goes to crowded areas where you can get a lot of people infected and they're in a small region. Hmm. So we had a spike, 100,000 people died. The whole incident was over in six months, done. And it's called the Hong Kong flu or the Hong, Hong Kong? Kong flu. Okay, I was like, what is Hong Kong? So it was it was all done, right? Yeah. And herd immunity killed it off. So what happens is the idea of herd immunity, enough people get immunity that the virus can't replicate anymore and it dies off. Hmm. Okay? So every every incident since 1918, we've just done we haven't done hardly anything. And there's always been less than a hundred thousand deaths. Okay? So the masking keeps the virus around longer which increases the probability that people susceptible to it with bad immune systems are going to get it. And then here's the kicker. It's spreading it everywhere on the globe. It's spreading because people are still moving and traveling. Right. So what's happening in Sweden, Sweden had herd immunity in regions, but there's still a lot of people that have never had it. People are still traveling. They're getting infected. Do you think... Do you think, Kirk, that this is part of the Great Reset? Do you know about that? Because I don't know yeah, much about it. Yeah, but. I think it is. And I think a lot of the these spikes also, I think it has to do with, um, you know, they when they do when they run these tests, they what they do is they take, take a sample and then they amplify it to figure out whether or not you have it. And uh, I read somewhere that the... The ideal amplification is like 33 times. It's just like you know zooming in on a microscope. the The ideal amplification to find out whether or not you're uh, you're going to spread this, or whether you're or not you're going to get sick, is is 30 percent, 30 percent, or 33 percent, or 33 times zoom the amplification. Mm -hmm. But what they're testing, the way that these tests are working now, it's like. 60 something it's almost double what they really should be testing so that's why so many people are coming up positive is because they they might have it they might have that you know infection or the the virus in them but it's not enough to cause to spread it you know what i mean but yeah. that, that's where the that's where these spikes are coming from you know like up here especially there oh well you you know we got so many cases but 
nobody's sick. You know, people like you, like you, for example, didn't yeah, you say that you, I had, you I was tested fine. positive and, yeah. and there, you had absolutely no symptoms? I was, it was nothing. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've had people I know that have had it and body aches and everything. My son's mom caught it. She has a compromised immune system. I was legit worried about her. She's okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, at what point do we say we're taking these masks off and... I don't well, you're believe starting to, you're starting to see that. Like for example, Cafe Rosetta. Yeah. They're and the the mine shaft. The mine shaft, I feel sorry for them because they're they're, they're being demonized. And, yeah, and and they're in danger of of losing everything. Right. You know, that, that's somebody's livelihood. That is that's what I'm saying like and, and the Cafe Rosetta, they're still serving. They're like screw you. We're going to and, gonna, I'm, and I'm, they're getting $1,000 a day. Fine, right? Yeah. Well, that's why I wonder like when I see the uh, I got to check the time on this real quick. Because one of the things I worry about, ah, we got like three minutes. I may have to, I may do an extended one on this. Is it, it's a mandate, but is it against the law? Yeah. When you see. No, it's not. No. And that's what, that's what I want to get into. Like, like the whole. Well, it's the problem with following science again. I, I, I don't know if you guys heard this study in New York, but they were finding that a majority of the spread, like 70% is in the home. Yep. Bars and restaurants only spread at 1.4%. Yep. That's why those are the things that are being closed the most. Everybody, there's oh, a, those are the super spread. Everybody's making assumptions. Yeah, these places are are doing a lot of things like mitigating things. You know, if you distance from people and you kind of you can kind of keep away from this yeah. thing. There's things you can do that can be helpful. But like I said, by by doing these things, what's happening is we're just letting the virus hang around. Right. So the probability of people, like I said, when you spread it to new regions, you're going to new regions where there's people that might die from it. So you're exposing these people to this virus. And that's the thing. See, people don't look at these unattended consequences. They do, oh, let's get on the bandwagon mass. It's going to save lives. There is absolutely no evidence that says it saves lives. 84% of the people in the United States that got COVID were wearing masks. Yeah. I've no, I can 70% say were dedicated mask wearers. 14% mostly wear. That's what masks. I'm saying. There's an agenda behind this. And, I, and I'm... and i Well, it's the people... See, the people saying you wear a mask, you're going to save lives. Well, how is that these people got sick? I just see people... It's not a preventative. Don't you see people just understand. saying... Um, mostly leftists, but maybe... I know I'm biased. Who are just like, well, the government says... And the government says we have to do this, so we're going to do it because the government said. And that's how Nazis rose to powers, because you have to tell on your neighbor because you're helping out the cause. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it's scaring me, because I'm like, I feel like we're in the middle of something, you know? So, listen, I got to wrap this up. It's 58 minutes. Ah, we're probably going to talk more off off the record, whatever, because I, I I got a big deal, a big issue with the mandates versus whether or not is it a law. Can you actually get in trouble? Can you kick me out of your store? Because I guess if you, it's your store, you can do what you well, want. That's but. why she's using the health department. Yeah. Yeah. Because the health department can revoke, fine you for things that if you're not following yeah. their rules. And they've got a very loose. So that's why, she, that's how they're getting around. Yeah. Or trying to. I don't like it. And but it, there is no law. The legislature has to create the law. It's like they joke about giving up our constitutional rights and because just, you have a virus. You know, just, you to, know? just to kind of take things full circle, that's the problem with the election results that yeah. we're having is that there's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of suspicious things going on. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, what do you do? Shouldn't you investigate that at least and try and understand that these things are, 
are not being manipulated somehow. Or That's why you know, nobody trusts the media because they're not investigating shit. Well, nobody wants to. Look. Are you and are you who are you are you Newsmax and OANN or who's your main? Yeah, I, I get a lot of my I get a lot of my information from I research it myself. Yeah, I'll hear something and I'll look it up. Um, but yeah, oh, you know, One American News and Newsmax. Yeah, those are. You Those Newsmax is my go-to lately, but uh, all right, listen, gonna wrap this one up. Thank you guys for listening. Well, it's just more good stuff. Talk to you guys later.